Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a real way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today we are talking about a topic that we actually approached not too long ago. My episode that I put out in September about Huga was one of the most listened to episodes lately and that kind of tells me that maybe we want more on the topic. Because it seemed that so many of us have interest in this topic, and I do as well, I decided this time around to go straight to Denmark. I discovered Diane in Denmark via YouTube. Diane is a routines coach and a HUGA expert with a passion for living life to the full. Her secret is simple daily routines and less stuff. She's originally from Edinburgh, Scotland, but she and her husband moved to Copenhagen, Denmark back in 1998 to settle down and start a family. She and her husband are empty nesters, so that's kind of the season of life she's in right now. But Diane fell in love with Huga when she moved to Copenhagen, and she's embraced the very long list of Danish traditions. She is so encouraging such like a bright spot in your day when you watch her videos or interact with her. The morning I talk to her, because she's in Denmark, I talk to her early in the morning. We have an eight-hour time difference. That morning after I talked to her, I just had like the best day because she was such a good way to start my day having a conversation with her. And I am just really excited that I recorded that conversation and that I get to share it with you today. So today we are talking Huga again. And this time around, we are talking about it in the context of how can it help us get through the winter, and what does it look like to plan for HUGA and make it a part of our days? How can we practically implement this in our days? How can we practically implement it through the Christmas season? And we hear all kinds of like traditions that are Danish traditions that we could easily implement in our days to have a more Huga winter and a more Huga holiday season. If you want to go back and listen to my first episode on Huga, I will link it in the show notes as well. I'm so excited that we get to talk about this topic again and just like in a totally different light and with Diane, who lives right in Denmark, right from the source. So let's dive into today's episode. Diane, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, well, I'm excited to be here, Desiree. Thanks. I mean, it's getting dark here, so best thing to do is let's get Huga together. 
Yeah, I'm so excited. We talked about this topic on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago, and it seemed really popular. And I thought as the weather got colder, you know, I thought of you right away Mm -hmm. because I've been following you for a while. And I just wanted, I said, let's go straight to Denmark. (laughs) So it's really fun that we can talk, you know, countries away and time zones away. Before we like dive into all the Huga stuff, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do? Uh, where they can find you on the internet, all of those things. Yes, of course. Well, I am, uh, I'm known as Diane in Denmark. You can find me on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. And I am a routines coach. I help people with things like the fly lady system and getting rid of the overwhelm in their life. And I am originally uh, from Scotland, but I married a Dane and I've been living in Denmark for ooh, over 23 years. So I feel like I'm a real hygge expert because I have that um, I'm in Denmark, but I'm seeing it also from a non-Danish point of view. And I live and breathe Huga, so you are absolutely in the right place for, for talking about Huga. And I hope I can give your listeners some uh, insights into Huga. There's, there's a few misconceptions about what it really is, uh, and also some ideas of how they can get a bit more Huga into their lives. Well, I'm excited. I definitely uh, am looking forward to implementing what we talk about in my life. So it's interesting that you are coming at it from like both an outsider's and insider's perspective, because you probably kind of had to learn it yourself. So that makes sense that you are great at teaching it. (laughs) I I did. And one of the major things for me moving to Scandinavia, I had been working, I'm from Edinburgh, Scotland. I'd been working in Luxembourg for many years in Europe. And then we moved to Denmark and that's, we're not just moving to somewhere else in Europe, you're moving to Scandinavia, which is quite a different culture. And, and one of the tough things for me in the beginning was the really long, dark winters. And, and I know there are some people in the States, you know, depends which uh, part of the state you're living in. Uh, those, those tough winters can, can really take their toll. And, and I was actually embracing the, the hygge, that, that really helped me uh, get through that. And now I love, I love winter. It's one of my favorite seasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting there. And I live in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is a um, more Northern area. And it does, mm-hmm. we do have long winters, so it's not the worst of the States for <laughs> yeah. long winters, but mm-hmm. we do have them and we have dreary weather all year long. So I feel like yeah. we could really, <laughs> we could and really what, uh, what benefit. What about the daylight? Do, do you notice with the daylight changing? Because in, in summer, Scandinavia is fantastic. We can have uh, you know, it's kind of bright all day, but in the winter, we can maybe have as little as six hours of daylight. And that's yeah. the big, it's not so much the, the weather as such, it's more the darkness. Yeah, I would agree. That's a general uh, trend here too. You kind of mentioned like misconceptions about Huga. And even though, you know, I, I did have an episode on this not long ago, I still want to hear your definition of Huga and kind of what it is, maybe what misconceptions are to just give us kind of an overview. Yeah, well, of course, it's fantastic that we're talking now and they run up to the, the, the holidays with all the hygge things, you know, because it's the time when people go indoors and they want to decorate and they want to get together and get warm. But actually, uh, one of the greatest misconceptions about hygge is that it is a winter thing, that you've got to have the cozy socks and the fireplace and the snow in the background. In Denmark, we hardly get any snow. We, we used to get snow 
20, 30 years ago, but with, with climate change, actually, we a lot more rain, so it's kind of wet. Uh, but huga for us is an all round, all, all year round thing. Uh, we huga in the summer, we huga in the spring. So I think that's one of the main things that I see with all the books that you see about huga uh, and all the kind of commercialism of huga, because it is a, a fantastic Danish concept, but I think sometimes some of that is lost when it goes outside of Denmark and people hone in and they, they just see the fluffy socks in the fireplace. And it's so much more than that. And one of the things that I think for me is actually it's the uh, social connection. And it's something that we, we always hear, hear about bringing the outside inside. It's very much to do with changing seasons and using the seasons and embracing them. Uh, and, and I really don't like fall. That, that's one of the most difficult seasons for me, but just really leaning into the different colours and seasonal eating. We're, we're just appreciating every day that comes along. Well, it shouldn't surprise me because anything comes to America, it will be commercialized, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's kind of what I always thought about it as a concept that was more used in the winter and you know, to yes. get us through the cold weather. But mm -hmm. I love that idea of seasonal living. And I think that, you know, it's nice that we could take this and, and use it at any time of year. In the winter, what does like leaning into the seasonal living aspect look like? Or what does just huga in general look like in the winter? Yeah, well, for, for the Danish people, uh, for example, if, if we talk about Christmas coming up, uh, the month of December is actually called the Christmas month. And we actually have a verb, which means to Christmas. And the Danes, they're not big churchgoers. Faith is a very um, uh, personal, private thing for us. The Danes are not big churchgoers, but they, 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 they do that something. That faith is a very private thing. You don't talk about faith. But Christmas for them is very, very important. And the whole month of December is spent doing huga things. And, and the things are, are very small. It's uh, perhaps taking the time to do some crafts. The, the, the Danes love to do crafts. And we're not talking big projects. We're talking small things, sitting with the kids with a pair of scissors and a, a piece of paper and folding paper hearts. Uh, we have, of course, the candles. We, we like candles all year round, not, not just in the winter. We, you know, we have candles also at breakfast in the summer. Uh, but in, in the month of December, particularly, it, it's all about, as I said before, bringing the outside inside. Uh, even our Christmas decorations, the Christmas lights are not coloured lights and flashing. It's uh, white lights, it's kind of, uh, they're more winter decorations than Christmas decorations as such. And, and many of our decorations are handmade by the children at school, at nursery. All Danish kids come home in, in the first couple of weeks of December with things that they've made with paper, with clay, with, with uh, leaves and nuts and whatever they, they found out and outside. So it's very much bringing the outside inside, making nature a, a part of our day. Yeah, and I think even though, you know, you can go into a 
store, at least here, see like a smorgasbord of Christmas <laughs> decorations. When you do walk into a home that is decorated with those more natural elements mm-hmm. and with the white lights, it feels so cozy. And that makes sense. And it feels, I don't know, it just feels like a place where you can think more straight, more straight, you know? Yeah, so there's, and, there's more bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you, you said this before uh, we hit record, but you said mm-hmm. uh, huga and minimalism kind of tie together so well. And that sounds like one way that it does is you're not decorating with anything you can find and buy in a store. You're decorating in a more simple way that reflects nature. Yes, and I mentioned this uh, on a YouTube video that I made where we're talking about fall and autumn. And I said, it's it's really funny because here in Denmark, we, we do not put up signs saying welcome fall or welcome autumn because we don't, you know, we actually experience it. We're out on our bikes every day. We're out in the rain, the snow. We, we can feel the seasons. We, we don't have a sign that says what the season is. Uh, but of course, in the States, you, you know, it may be fall season, but you've still got temperatures over, you know, in the 80s or 90s uh, Fahrenheit. And that's just such a, a weird concept for us because we really have four very distinct seasons and the Danes embrace those. And one of the other things, of, of course, about the Danes that you may have heard before is there is no such thing as bad weather, just the wrong clothing. The Danes are outside 365 days of the year because uh, over 60% of the population, uh, they bike to work. And, you know, we're, we're not talking motor, we're talking pedal bikes. Uh, and we don't wear strange clothing for biking or the lycra outfits. Danes bike to work, bike to school. Uh, Danish school kids, they will bike on their own to school from about the age of nine or ten. So we're outside every day. And I think that makes a really big difference when you're outside every day. You're not really saying, oh, the weather's the weather's bad because actually every day is different you know it may be raining but there's more rain or or there's less rain or there hailstones are bigger so we, we really feel all of the seasons danes are some of the happiest people on earth is that correct that uh, there was yes. a study that was done yeah so that has to be part of it just being outdoors i mean I don't need a study to tell me that I, when I step outside after being inside in front of a computer all day, yes. I'm happier. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and, and studies do show that even just 10 minutes outside every day can completely change your mental health. But I, I talk a, a lot about that and, and trying to help people to overcome uh, the winter darkness. The, the fact of being outside, I think it just gives you that connection with the outdoors and even if you've got problems, you, you've got that connection to something which is bigger than you. You know, we're not always looking at our belly buttons. Uh, as, that is a really good Danish expression. When you say you are a belly button looker, it means that you've kind of got your head down, only thinking about what's going on in your little sphere. When you go out into nature, you're immediately part of something bigger. And that just gives you that little bit more space uh, in your head to you know it takes away some of the worries yeah so I want to know you know you you talked about getting outside and beating the winter darkness and this is such a 
big topic for me because I did not grow up that way. When it was cold, I stayed inside. Maybe Neither to die. Neither to die. It was the same in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. So what are some ways that you get outside every day? I know you said a lot of Danes are biking to work, but if that's not, you know, part of our requirements of our daily life, what are some ways that we can kind of motivate ourselves to get outside or some things that we can do? And even just like you can give us examples of what you do. And, and I think it's really important. The first, uh, if you can get outside early in the day uh, and the easiest thing is to take your coffee, tea, your water with lemon, whatever it is. And just if you, I know a lot of the Americans have porches where you can kind of sit, where we don't have that here in Denmark, but if you can just get outside and sit and have your morning tea or coffee and just be outside just for five minutes, even if it's raining, you know, take your umbrella, sit out there and it, it just gives you that five minutes of peace uh, outside. And if you find it difficult to, to get outside, uh, and this is an old kind of fly lady trick, I, I, I use the fly lady system. Uh, set a timer for five minutes or set your watch for five minutes and head out the door. You know, get all bundled up, especially if it's cold, you know, the, the, the colder, the better outside. Get your coat on, your scarf on, get the kids in the stroller and just head out for five minutes. When the timer goes off, you can walk back home again. So you've actually, you've actually been outside for 10 minutes, but you've actually, in your head, you're only going out for five minutes. And just the fact of actually getting out there, once you're out, then, then it feels so much better. Uh, and, you know, just look around you, make, make it um, a little bit of a game for yourself. You could go out and say, OK, I need to find a picture of something orange. You know, to, you know, we've all got our phones with us. Take a photo of something orange. Look for a new flower that you've never seen before. Look for a new car that hasn't been parked there before. Just make a little game for yourself to actually get out there. And then once, you, once you're out there, you'll find that everything changes for you. I love that tip. That's so good. And that would be fun for my five-year-old would love that too. Cause sometimes it's hard to motivate. Sadly, like it is hard to motivate her to get outside when it's cold. And I feel like part of that is just our culture because I haven't done it from the beginning. So um, I love that tip. I want to take a quick break to thank the sponsors that are making today's episode possible. If you shied away from challenges, you wouldn't be the person you are today. Need to hire someone who loves a good challenge as much as you do? To find them fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows that 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I love Indeed's screening and assessments tools. It helps you see your talent's abilities In a flash, you can add any of the 135 graded assessment tests to your job posts and it helps you see the talent that's out there and their abilities. Indeed's assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. You can join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match must-have job requirements. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Visit Indeed.com slash Minimalish to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Minimalish. Indeed.com slash Minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. I also want to thank Aspiration. When it comes to climate action, your money is power. With Aspiration, a new kind of change is in your pocket. Simply by moving your money to Aspiration, you're giving your, you're giving your deposits a cleaner, greener home. Aspiration is a climate-friendly alternative for your money. Get an account and debit card that's built to help your wallet and the planet. Aspiration lets you plant a tree by rounding up every swipe of your debit card. Aspiration's been hard at work helping people align their money with their values, funding the planting of over 100 million trees, and they're on their way to funding the planting of 1 billion by 2030. It's no wonder why Forbes, NerdWallet, and The Penny Hoarder recommend Aspiration for the eco-conscious. Best of all, there's no credit check, no overdraft fees, and with Aspiration, you just pay what you think is fair, even if that's zero, because money shouldn't have to stand in the way of you doing the right thing. Make your dollars make a difference. Open an Aspiration account at aspiration.com tree. Save the planet with your Aspiration debit card. Open your account at aspiration.com tree today. Aspiration.com tree. Terms and conditions apply. Aspiration is not a bank. Deposits are FDIC insured up to $2 million per depositor. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. I kind of, you know, going along the same lines, uh, but we, we can talk about indoors, outdoors, whatever. Um, what I love about what you've been sharing lately on your YouTube channel is kind of weekly planning and you call it right now you're calling it uh Huga Christmas correct that's right yes correct I love the idea of planning for it because we can learn about it right but then we can go on with our day and forget about it and, and not actually <laughs> implement it so yeah, it's the intentionality part of things and and the reason I, I I've done the fly lady Christmas uh, cruising through the holidays it's called I've done that for many years I've got lots of YouTube videos about it but I thought this year I wanted to do something different because uh, I know, especially in the States, you have all these Christmas planners that you can buy and fill out. But I think they were kind of missing the point that you have to find a time, a date, a place in your week for these things to happen. Because you, with the best intentions of the world, it's not going to happen unless it's planned for. So I came up with this idea that we, we have a week to week planner and in there, we've got, you know, a little section for shopping, for groceries, for gifts that you want to buy that week, but also um, cleaning and decorating the house because we need to keep up with our daily cleaning tasks so that when we get to uh, Christmas or whatever you're celebrating, that we do get overwhelmed with things. But also, I've got a section there for well-being. And, and the well-being element is just taking time for ourselves every day, whether that is a hygge activity, uh, whether that is meeting up with a friend, being on the phone with family, just being very intentional about actually making time for it. Uh, because if you don't make the time before you know it, you, you know what it's like, especially if you have small children or if you're working two jobs, the, the week passes by and then you have either a bad conscience or you're just exhausted and overwhelmed. And, and the number one reason why people are tired or overwhelmed is because they haven't taken time for that self-care daily. 
So that, that's why I thought this way, when we're planning it, and you know, and we're buying a little gift for ourselves each week, you know, uh, for a little stocking that we're making for ourselves. And it's just small acts of kindness, either for ourselves or for somebody else. So it actually makes the, the planning fun. I love it so much. And like you said, it's the intention of actually planning it to make it happen. And what I would love to do because I've also seen you share like how you just add little elements of, of Huga to your mornings and to your afternoon or yes. your evenings, things like that. So I kind of want to start broad and go narrow okay. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first thing I want to talk about is like, what are some things that we could plan into our week to implement a more Huga weekly routine in the winter during Christmas time, whatever that might look like. Um, so I guess, you know, things that you'd maybe put in your well-being part of that category yes well uh, of course it it depends where you are in the world because not everybody can get out and uh, go winter bathing that that's one of the things that I do where I'm I'm swimming naked all year round and you know obviously you know we're not going crazy like that but as I said it can be as simple as enjoying your favorite beverage in your favorite cup in the morning Uh, if you have um, candles use those LED candles are fantastic. You can switch them on and off as required, especially if you have pets or young kids, you're you're worried about the the safety aspect. But I actually, in the mornings when it's so dark here, the the first thing that I do in the morning when I get out of bed, I don't put on all the lights. I I find that that's too much from the darkness to the, the bright, shocking light. So I actually shower by candlelight uh, I've, I've got an LED uh, LED candles in the bathroom and it's just, it is so magical. And, you know, it only takes a couple of minutes, but I really feel like I've done something nice for myself. I also have candles at the breakfast table. So I'm kind of sitting there in the, in the half darkness, uh, just taking a few minutes to enjoy my breakfast. You could set up some kind of nice little cozy nook in your living room. Maybe you've got a favorite chair where you like to sit. Um, you know, get a nice lamp next to the, the chair, add in a cozy blanket, some fluffy socks. So that in the evening, you know, when you're tired, when you come home from work after dinner, you sit in your chair and you just look through a magazine, you know, just pull that blanket over you because, you know, it gives you all the feels, you know, we've got the tactile stuff. So it's just taking a few minutes during our day where we're not having to sit in front of an open fireplace that, let's face it, not many of us have an open fireplace and it's taking too long, but just a few minutes uh, here and there. How about taking a nice thermos of coffee when you go to meet a friend and instead of meeting in the local shopping mall, actually meet in the local park. As long as you get bundled up, you know, wearing your your nice warm winter coat. Uh, You know, as we say here, there's no such thing as bad weather, just the wrong clothing. So just take these small steps in the beginning. I love it. So just the small things make the big difference. Um, Do you have any kind of favorite things that you do uh, maybe during the Christmas season that keep the holidays uh, intentional, huga, meaningful, anything like that? Oh, yes, we, we have so many uh, things here. That, that, that's one of also the, the reasons that I like to get ready 
for Christmas, the, the actual um, supplies that we need, you know, for baking or cooking for guests. Uh, we, we, we give very few gifts, but so that when we get to December, that I can enjoy that time with actually making the cookies, seeing friends, going into town to see the light displays. And uh, one of the things that I always do with my two Danish besties, uh, my friends Vivek and Helena, is we have what's called a afternoon, where we get together the whole afternoon and we sit and we make Christmas decorations. And we have different projects from year to year and we really enjoy it. We have some glug, which is Danish malt wine, and we have Ebelskewer, which are little Danish uh, Christmas donuts. And we have the music going in the background and we, we just sit with a whole lot of glue sticks and paper and pom-poms and glitter and scissors. And that, that's our, our just kind of getting together and chatting. And it's just it's such a nice way to start Christmas. Uh, and also in, in Denmark, we are quite different from most countries because you don't have um, artificial trees. Most of the Danes will have a real tree and you do not bring the real tree into the house probably until the week before Christmas. They, they are, uh, it's obviously a natural product and most of, uh, a lot of the decorations will be handmade ones that, that, that the kids have made over the years uh, and, and you will be making new decorations up to Christmas. Every Sunday, every Advent Sunday, it's a very common thing for the Danes to get together with family. And again, you will have the mulled wine and you'll eat the Christmas donuts and you just get together with family and friends and just have that, that connection, making something and having a connection. Oh, I love that. I, I feel like the crafting aspect is something that I enjoy doing. Every, mm -hmm. you know, most of us enjoy making something with our hands, even if we feel like we're not good at it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I often have crafts set up like for my older daughter to do, to keep her busy mm -hmm. while I'm doing something else. And so the idea that to do it together, to have that connection um, and even just inviting friends into it as well. That yes, and, sounds and you, lovely. Don't, you absolutely don't need to finish the craft. It's just sitting there doing the craft. And, and that's a real fun thing uh, when you're a parent in Denmark, when the kids go to nursery or when they're at creche, one of the classic things at the beginning of the month of December is you're invited to nursery or to school and you go for breakfast at school. Everybody brings something for the buffet and all the parents sit there and they're sitting there with their scissors and cutting out angels and sticking on wings to things. So, and, and as I said, they, they're absolutely not the most elegant decorations in the world. But it's it's just a fun time for everybody, and uh, yeah, we, we've we've got some strange decorations that go on our Christmas tree. But but that's what I love about it. It's not that kind of perfect uh, kind of hallmark movie version of Christmas. It, it's just something that we've done together. It's really the the spirit of togetherness. I I just love the aspect of and the focus on togetherness. Is that part of Huga as well? Just being with others and community. Yes, absolutely, because what one of the Huga things is just meeting up. Uh, well, I, I could give you a few different terms of Huga because everybody knows Huga. Huga is just like the big, the big word, Huga. We have something called uh, Drange Huga, which means boy Huga. 
And that is when um, teenage boys or men will get together and play PlayStation games and have a beer and pizza. That's called Drangehuge. You also can have Tusehuge, which is like chick huge. Uh, uh, women who get together and maybe have cocktails. So that's a completely different huge from again a Christmas huge that we're talking about. Uh, you can have Strandhuge, which means beach huge. And that's obviously something in the summer, which is just getting together with friends on the beach and you will take along some cold drinks and some strawberries. So, so huge is a, very much a thing that you do with other people. You, you're, you're always inviting, you know, a friend or a neighbor and, and you'll say, oh, skevi huge. Uh, you know, shall we huge together over a cup of coffee or over lunch or making decorations, whatever it is. So, so it really is the social thing. And I think that's one of the big misconceptions, as I said, as when outsiders uh, see it, that, that they think it's all about the fluffy socks and the candles. No, it's actually it's actually that that connection with others. But you can absolutely huga on your own and make everything huga. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as we get into colder months, it's probably so important to connect and be with other people it's easy to want to like hibernate you know in the, <laughs> yeah at least here it is but and we probably you know doing that would be less likely to go out and meet someone than we would when it's warm yeah and that's one of the the core principles that i say for, for people who are maybe dealing with um sed you know seasonal affective disorder uh one of the things that i need to do in the winter is i need to check in with others once a week. And I'm actually quite an introvert and I work with people, I'm, I'm a routines coach, I'm working with people all day long, I make the YouTube videos, but actually I need to have that completely for me, social connection once a week. And I may not always want to do it, but I force myself to do it because I, I feel like I'm kind of filled up afterwards. I, I need that kind of cozy time with somebody else. And, and that's really one of the, the main things that gets me through uh, the, these long winter days. I have loved this conversation on Huga, and I feel like I've I've gained so many uh, little tips of how I can implement it. And I know our listeners will as well. So yeah, Desiree, I, I know you're just desperate to get out there today, aren't you? You're even if it's raining, you're going to be running outside with your children, yes, saying, "Let's go." I Huga. am. <laughs> It's been a really warm, warm fall for us, which has been nice. We've had like a little stint of cold weather and it's a sunny day out. So I'll definitely be out there. <laughs> but the challenge will come when it's raining and, and you know, cold. But just I'll, say I'll get timer, out there. Five minutes. Remember, just say to the kids, we're just going out for five minutes. When the timer goes off, we can go back home. And that, yeah. that's the way to, to get them out there. Yeah. Well, I have two questions that I ask every guest, but I like to just say before I get there, like, do you have mm -hmm. any kind of last encouragements or anything else that um, you want to share for anyone wanting to implement HUGA in their days? Yeah, well, I would say absolutely. If you're needing ideas for HUGA, I live and breathe HUGA daily. And as I said at the beginning, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm posting pictures of me and my friends having HUGA activities uh, how, how we do here and remember it doesn't need to cost money it doesn't need to take all day it's just the very small things just just start small and uh, it, you can actually look at Huga as being giving yourself a little hug every day if you think of it that way how can you give yourself a little hug today and maybe take it from there yeah yeah as you were saying that I kind of thought of like 
it, it can be, it feels as simple as just like implementing joyful things into our days. Be intentional, self-care, whatever you want to call it. Take, take a yeah. moment to appreciate the small things. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. My two questions that I ask every guest, my first one is what's something that you're simplifying right now in your life? Okay. Simplifying right now, because we are in the run up to Christmas uh, here in Denmark, and I'm trying to simplify all those shoots that I have of activities that I should be doing. I'm, I'm really looking at the activities that I do with fresh eyes this year and what do I want to do? Uh, and, and also encourage you to ask your families the same thing, because quite often with this season, there are so many things that we think we should be doing or we think the family enjoy, which is actually putting a lot of stress on us. So I would take it right back to basics. And, and at the moment, um, I have a, uh, I've made a, quite a few new friends this year. And I'm thinking, well, I would prefer to spend time with them doing things rather than things that I've always done in the past. So that, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of simplifying what, what I really feel inside. What, what do I want to do and what does the family want to do? Yeah, that's so good. We can be pulled in so many di different directions mm. during this season. So I, I love that encouragement. The second question is kind of a just for fun question. And it, it is, what is something that you're loving right now? Oh, my goodness. And you know what? I can't even, I don't think I can answer that because I get so excited about everything. I just uh, love seeing all the decorations starting to come out and I, I just <laughs> excited that other people are excited. So, but uh, to, to be more concrete, a concrete example, um, I, I love seasonal reading. So the, the thing that I'm, I'm loving at the moment in the run up to Christmas is I love cozy crime or cozy mysteries. And I always go back to a few favorite ones that I have of Agatha Christie. And that just really puts me in the mood uh, for, for all seasonal things. So seasonal reading, that, that, that's my easiest way for me to get some daily self-care. And I can easily read a chapter at lunch or before I put off the light at night. But I love reading. So definitely seasonal reading of cozy mysteries. That is really fun. I love that. And I love, you know, you said you get excited about everything. I just want to tell our listeners that you are just such a joy to watch. So they need to go find you on YouTube because you are, right. you're just such a bright spot. Like anytime I, I watch your videos, I, I feel more positive because <laughs> you are so positive and excited and just joyful. So thank well, you for thank that. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And listen, thanks to the listeners today. I hope you enjoyed hearing a bit more about Huga and that you will join me in Desiree and getting a bit more who get into your lives and simplifying things. And that's what I love about your minimalish. It's, it just fits in so nicely. It's the same concept. We're just enjoying what we have and being very intentional about it. Yeah, so good. Well, thank you again for your time today. Thanks, Desiree. I hope that conversation brightened your day as much as it did mine when I got to talk to Diane. I wanted to kind of end today with a list of kind of the overarching things we talked about to help bring Huga into your days throughout this holiday season, throughout this winter in general. I just wanted to kind of summarize the things that Diane talked about because she really did talk about so many different ways that we can Huga this winter. Some of the main things she talked about are one, getting outside, even if it's just quick, even if the weather is bad. Two, be together. 
Make time for the people that you love. Do things you enjoy together. Maybe join some kind of like community group of some sort if you feel disconnected. That's something I have done this fall. I joined a community group with my church, like a mom's group, and that has really helped me feel like there is this kind of spot of togetherness built into my weeks, along with just making it more of a point to be with friends and family. You can bring huga into your home by kind of cozying up your home with some very simple, very inexpensive decor, like bringing the outside inside, along with maybe like some subtle light, like candles or twinkle lights or something like that. Find ways to start your day and end it that takes care of you. Something that you enjoy doesn't have to be like this long morning and evening routine, but just ways to kind of intentionally start and end your day that makes you the best version of you. Focus on things that you enjoy throughout the season, just little things that make a big difference. And then one of the things I loved that she talked about was making things, make something. Usually I give Gemma craft stuff and, you know, it's something to keep her occupied, but I have been, since this conversation, intentionally crafting with her sometimes, and it's amazing how that intentional time is really good for both of us. Which aspect of Huga are you most excited to add to your holidays or your winter? I am super excited to make things and craft a little bit with my daughter. And I'm also really looking forward to the challenge because it will be a challenge for me of getting outside more, even when the weather is not great. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope it was helpful to you in some way. And I hope that you will have a Huga holiday season and winter which to me, now that I've talked to Diane about it, is really synonymous with having an intentional one, which we are all about that here on Minimalish. Thank you for being here. Thank you, as always, for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, would you share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or wherever you like to share things online? I am super grateful for you for doing that and just getting more eyes and ears on Minimalish. Thank you again for listening in and I will talk to you right back here again next week.